1: WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. Aaron Rodgers looking for Devontae Adams. He's got it! DJ Moore has a pass to the end zone. Jonathan Taylor,
0: touchdown! Passes,
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to RotoViz Overtime on RotoViz Radio, brought to you by Blue Wire. My name is Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at overtime ireland and I'm joined once again by Sean Siegel, co host of the RotoViz Overtime podcast, also co host of the Stealing Bananas podcast. And as always, you can find Sean's work up on RotoViz.com. Sean, normally when we record our show on Tuesday, we talk all things the week previous and that the week previous is over. I'm just not 100% sure, but I'm pretty confident that this is the first time we've recorded a Tuesday show where two matches on the week remained as we have Tuesday night football coming up this afternoon in the, the U S or tonight here for me in, in Ireland. And we do have a special offer coming up on the road of subscriptions. You'll want to stay tuned to the end of the show to find out a little bit more about that strange week 15 strange scoring in week 15 but week 15 is not over yet um one of the most unique weeks i guess we'll say and in, and uh, in, i guess definitely in recent memory but maybe maybe in long distance memory as well for nfl fantasy football
2: yeah it it's been a crazy one and fortunately big picture things are better in 2021 But in terms of how it's affected fantasy football, this has actually been a crazier season than 2020 in terms of all the different things moving around, all the different moving pieces. We have plenty of people who are not eligible to play each week. We have teams moving around on the schedule. And then we have... Crowds back in stadiums with the crowd noise, not necessarily getting the shootouts we got last year, which was kind of fun. And called this may be, I haven't had a chance to go through and look at all of the specific stats, but this may be, I, I don't know if statistically, it was definitively the worst quarterback week in my lifetime, but especially sort of in, In recent memory, when you consider the moves in the direction of more efficient passing offenses with higher completion rates, fewer interceptions, teams understanding how they needed to structure their passing offenses in order to move the ball, not have turnovers, win football games, all of that kind of thing, this was the worst week of quarterback play ever. Ever. And it was kind of fun because we got off to a great start with Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. And so if you had those guys and then some other options, like I did myself in a league um, and Ben and I are playing in a main event league where our opponent played Tom Brady instead of Herbert. I mean, there were situations and Tom Brady has scored a ton of points this season. And so having him in as opposed to only three guys, you know, that's not an egregious decision, especially when you look at, some of the things the saints had done defensively coming into this game. Obviously we get the really sad news with Chris Godwin going out. You and I have him on some teams and just, he had had a fantastic season. He was one of the two guys who I'd recommended this year as having that kind of stuff on digs blow up potential. I think a lot of that came out with him. His scoring levels were extremely high. The volume he was getting through the roof. He's a young guy. I've seen, you know, a variety of conjecture on how this injury will affect him and his free agency and what kind of contract he'll get, you know, still young, very dynamic, does a lot of things. Well, obviously you can use him underneath. He's a little bit better vertical receiver than the Buccaneers have demonstrated this year because that's not really something Tom Brady can throw anymore. And I'm optimistic for him. You know, we'd love to have him on the Kansas city chiefs, all of those kinds of things. I do think that this type of an injury you know, makes that more difficult, right? It's just a very sad development for him. Obviously they lose Mike Evans. Rob Gronkowski has a nightmare performance. They lose Leonard Fournette, which is much more relevant in the passing game than it is in the running game, where obviously Ronald Jones is better, but Ronald Jones is not going to have that same impact as a receiver and they no longer have Gio Bernard. So you get that shutout. But if anything, Tom Brady's performance, as remarkable as it was for... Oh, a clear-cut Hall of Famer and someone who is going to top a lot of arguments as, or a lot of lists. He's going to win a lot of arguments, top a lot of lists as the best quarterback ever for him to get shut out. And it's always fun because, you know, Philip Rivers had the, the permanent pout during the games. He would go delay a game, delay a game, spike the ball. You have the Crimea Rivers signs up in the crowd. Philip Rivers, super entertaining, also an awesome quarterback, but there's nothing that quite beats Tom Brady pouting on the sidelines, and so, you know, he, he's won enough games, he's not going to really, I don't think, begrudge us the opportunity to enjoy his pouting, but Tom Brady getting shut out. I mean, that, that wasn't even one of the worst performances of the week, right? You have Kirk Cousins last night throwing for 87 yards.
1: One of the most beautiful interceptions I have ever seen in my life um, and I have to say Ben, uh, Ben Gret has been having a wonderful time on Twitter with it but some of the some of the things is just incredible the way the way <laughs> the way that was passed downfield but I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like that.
2: You know in Kirk Cousins defense obviously there's holding on that play Justin Jefferson falls down Justin Jefferson is Superman. Perhaps he would have gotten out there and made a play on that ball. But it is kind of funny because that did look like the softest pass thrown in the history of the NFL. And that includes like three-yard screen passes. I don't think a ball has ever been thrown (laughs) with less velocity (laughs) than that right there. So, I mean, Kirk Cousins, you know, we also got the the call on the telecast. The the Monday night group is, is doing a pretty good job. We love those guys. Uh, Kirk Cousins was not brought to Minnesota to win Super Bowls. He was not brought to Minnesota to win playoff games. He was brought to Minnesota just simply because he can, I mean, he's a quarterback who can walk and (laughs) has a right arm. I mean, NFL teams are desperate for someone who has been decent. You don't bring Kirk Cousins anywhere, and they're paying him like hundreds of millions of dollars, right? All that is is to try and get to like six and whatever, All you're trying to do when you bring Kirk Cousins in is not have the number one pick in the next year's draft, is to not be the New York Jets, to not be the Jacksonville Jaguars. You didn't bring him in to win playoff games because that's not in his skill set. Come on. So we have the situation here where Justin Jefferson obliterates coverage the entire night, has three catches or whatever. He does score that touchdown column. Maybe it was that you and I were rooting against him a little bit in our best ball league i would hate to think that that would have jinxed justin jefferson obviously we're playing him in the main event our main event team did all right the scores in the main event are super low Uh, we kind of have to hope that continues through the cooper cup performance his teams are out there salivating saying yes the scores are low but that's because cooper cup has not played and cooper cup is the 2021 mvp column he could be held down a little bit that would help us our team still did all right and our best ball team currently in first place so if we can hold off these two tuesday games you mentioned the tuesday games i think we've had several one tuesday game situations definitely last year but this may be the first two tuesday game four teams have to play a lot to still be decided as we cruise towards christmas
1: yeah and i, I must uh i must just mention this to a stat i thought these things happen but kurt cousins had um 87 passing yards and two touchdowns but you know you'd think then well oh know it's gonna be a terrible night for justin jefferson but jefferson had four for 47 and one touchdown so just a weird night um all around in the, the vikings bears game i wasn't expecting big things from you know an offensive perspective but with all the injuries to the bears defense particularly in the secondary i thought that we would get more to justin jefferson but we have you know learned to adapt our expectations um with with kirk cousins um, especially on those downfield passes but sean you mentioned a couple of things there regarding the main event uh, Teams sitting in the top 100 at the minute so two weeks to go there in the sprint uh, we'll see how things play out but as this week shows if you if you have one massive week where other teams maybe have down weeks you can you can make movement but the the most exciting thing for us this current week was the the baseball tournament that we're in over at the ffpc we did talk a little bit about it last week, but um, things looking good. Um, still ways that things could fall apart completely for us with four teams left to play, but it would take some really out-there scenarios for us not to finish in the top three. And, and with the top three finish, we would advance to the, I guess you could say the semi-final week, but it would be the second last week. There, It wouldn't technically be a, a semi-final scenario, but the top three teams from each league next week where there would be four leagues of 12 left would head on. To that twelve-team final in week seventeen, and that would have a top prize of that twelve-team league of uh, one hundred thousand dollars up top. So, I think uh, if we win if we win through this week, Sean, we win through next week. I think we would be we'd be pretty damn excited <laughs> heading into week seventeen. But we'll not count our. Our chickens yet we'll keep we'll keep moving forward but that team was led by some of the biggest performers off the week and one of those guys was mark andrews we did have travis kelsey have a, a massive showing on the, the thursday night football game we also have that team with jonathan taylor so we don't have kelsey but we do have mark andrews Um he put up 40.6 points this week and tight end premium scoring jonathan taylor as well put up 23 points this week and that really was bolstered by that Russian touchdown, of sixty-seven yards on, you know, pretty much, pretty much in the time where we thought they're just going to run into the line and, and see this out. So that was a massive uh, spike for us there at the end, and for anyone that's rostering Jonathan Taylor. But we will talk a little bit more about that roster, about some of the main performers of the week, and of course Sean's piece on the Monday review up on Rotovoice.com. We'll do that right after this break nfl football is finally back and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find nfl tickets anymore because tech that's t-i-c-k-p-i-c-k is the original no fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for nfl tickets tech got rid of all those awful service fees that other ticket sites charge which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their nfl tickets Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. One of my bucket list items is certainly to head on over and see my Green Bay Packers over in Green Bay Lambeau Field. I'm super excited to see how this season plays out for the Packers, whether it's the Packers or any other team that you want to head and get in on the action this season and attend a game. Whether it's a home game for your favorite team or it's on the road, TickPick has you covered. Visit TickPick.com slash RotoViz to save 10% on your first order. So if you're thinking of going to a game this season, don't wait. Head on over, get those tickets. That is TickPick.com slash RotoViz.
0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Sean, the basketball team that we're talking about, I guess we'll tie it in with some of the players we talk about, but it also had Devontae Adams, who um, had a, a very reasonable game, but for him, lower than... Uh, we would usually expect was double covered most of the night but we did also have the reigning NFL MVP and uh, soon to be the 2021 NFL MVP Aaron Rodgers as our our quarterback there so I think uh, we were talking about this before the show and the possibility that we may have one of the the potentially best rosters left so hopefully things don't go completely downhill and when we record tomorrow's podcast that we're we're out of the tournament but things looking pretty good but I think to start i think tight end is probably the the big story of the week with both mark andrews and travis kelsey having those massive weeks and i guess mark andrews having the huge week as well with the fact that lamar jackson was was also out of action we did have travis kelsey and andrews both have the same targets and receptions on the week they had 13 targets 10 receptions but kelsey with 191 yards and andrews with 136 yards both with two touchdowns just massive massive performances from both guys
2: it's crazy right so you can use our tools in a variety of ways you can pull up the monday review tool it has wide receivers and tight ends and they're together because obviously they have similar stats that are reporting then you can then you can click to pick either one of the other but looking at them together first is interesting sometimes and you have this huge game from tyree kill where he has 33 points and you're thinking well that may be the high from that group for the week but it wasn't as you mentioned both of those tight ends You can look at it in non-premium. You can look at it in the weekly stat explorer and then the individual player pages. They have sections where you can pull up the FFPC scoring to see how it looks in premium. But even without the premium, right? You have Travis Kelsey go over 40. You have Mark Andrews go over 35. You mentioned the crazy stats for those two guys. And then Hunter Henry also comes in with a game where he has six receptions, 77 yards, two touchdowns. He was really the lone bright spot for the Patriots as they get rolled over by uh, just a, an ascending Indianapolis Colts squad. That I mean, again, you think about this week and it just was crazy. You have this game here, column. I just the, the stats here are sort of hard to fathom, right? The Colts win going away in a game that Carson Wentz completed five passes for 57 yards. So. I mean, he's, he's looking over at Kirk Cousins and thinking that's a pretty good game right there. I mean, that's 87 <laughs> yards and it's two touchdowns. So you, you have that. And then, I mean, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I think that you, you know, we, we give the quarterbacks a hard time and they definitely deserve it in many of these cases. And yet you have to give the overall team a lot of credit for just the, the overall competitiveness that these players are showing the Pittsburgh Steelers managed to rally from 10-0 down against a Tennessee Titans team. that, Yeah, I mean, it's a wounded Titans team. They don't have a ton of their key players. But this is battling for a number one seed for the Titans, for a playoff spot for the Steelers. And they more or less rally back without, as I can tell, like picking up first downs. (laughs) You have Najee Harris, 12 carries, 18 yards. You have their leading receiver is Deontay Johnson with five catches for 38 yards. And this is a game where... I mean, that's just the entire defense rampaging over Ryan Tannehill. And so again, just a crazy day, a lot of low scores, but the tight ends, it, I mean, this was one where you had to have, you had to have these big tight end scores in order to get to the top of the leaderboard in order to uh, you know do what we're doing here with the best ball. Obviously it's Mark Andrews teams versus Travis Kelsey teams in terms of Uh, who's looking to advance in that and uh, this was kind of an interesting topic I think throughout the season Ben and I talked about it last week I mentioned how you know I was saying that because Travis Kelsey hadn't performed as well because Darren Waller had gotten injured that I didn't think we were necessarily going to see these early tight end picks next year in the same way kind of predicting wall-to-wall running backs and then mentioning in the article here that that take didn't even necessarily make it through to the point where that episode was released the next day because Travis Kelsey goes (laughs) off on Thursday night. Right. And so you see his performance, you see Mark Andrews, Andrews is the guy who is tricky because you go into the season with the Baltimore Ravens having had this extreme run heavy approach. And it's hard to see where the volume comes, especially when you have a guy like Marquise Brown, you have this potential for a Bateman to be, uh, more involved if you have multiple receivers who are any good at all in this low volume passing offense just where does it come from so mark andrews drops a little bit because it's hard to imagine him maintaining or sort of <laughs> regaining that incredible efficiency that he had in 2019 that dropped down to just good efficiency in 2020 and you know now we're back to where we're getting all of these touchdowns we're getting the downfield attacking plays to him i mean mark andrews is not an underneath tight end, and then you're getting the touchdowns. And so all of this together and with the Ravens changing so much, it's one of these things that we have to always keep in mind is that when you have teams that are extremely pass heavy, they tend to still be pass heavy the next year, even if it's not extreme teams that are extremely run heavy, they tend to be run heavy next year, even if it's not as extreme, but every once in a while you can get these big flips this is hurt us kind of in the opposite direction with the Cincinnati Bengals, and it is one of the reasons why it's not that you want to discard all of that or forget what you know about how these teams play, but you want to create exposure to elite players because there's so much that we don't know, but one of the things that we do know is that Mark Andrews is awesome, and so you want to have him in there. Now, do I wish at this point that we had even more? Uh, definitely, but I do like the way that he's kind of sprinkled into these best ball teams, and I mean that's just a huge weapon. As we head into the end of the season here, you mentioned Kelsey and Andrews and the stats that they put up. One of the things that I thought was kind of interesting for Kelsey is that he has this kind of crazy double-triple, right, where he has triple-digit air yards with 105, triple-digit yards after the catch with 104. Obviously, he has the signature touchdown to win that game in overtime where he catches it and just kind of jogging towards the end zone in some ways, but makes this great run after the catch. These are some of the things that you've gotten with Travis Kelsey through the years. I mean, he had this stretch in the middle of the season column where he was dropping third downs, where he was having a hard time getting open. He looked very frustrated. He seemed like one of the guys who mentally was struggling with the turnovers that they were having, with the stall drives they were having, with the fact that they weren't getting the explosive plays. And you think about that a little bit in the context of, you know, every year from a dynasty and even from a redraft perspective, there's a little bit of concern with Kelsey because he's up into the 30s. And anytime that you get players into their 30s, even if they've been awesome, you know that the collapse could come. And if it does come, it's much harder to dig back out of it than if you're like you're Chris Godwin and you're still in your mid-20s, right? And so you have all these different things kind of going on. He goes through that downstretch and you're thinking, okay, well, is this the beginning of the end? Not from the perspective that Travis Kelsey is going to suddenly be no good, But if he's a top five pick or even a first round pick, if he is the foundation point for your team, if you're passing up players like a Devontae Adams or a Tyreek Hill or a Jonathan Taylor, an Austin Eckler, in order to get a tight end, that tight end can't be merely good. And so there were some concerns at midseason. The Chiefs have really come out of this now. And so, you know, we kind of always joke about the Chiefs Packers Super Bowl in part because those are our two teams. And if those are your two teams and they're two of the better teams, you're obviously going to make these projections that they are the Super Bowl favorites column. We're to the point now where they're the clear Super Bowl favorites, right? You saw the big weaknesses that the other AFC contenders have this week. We saw the big weaknesses that the NFC contenders have this week with the Arizona Cardinals going down in complete and utter disarray it doesn't mean that we'll have chiefs packers a lot of things could still happen any given game can go a lot of different directions as the detroit lions reminded us this current week you know when you're talking to playoff teams in the playoffs anything can happen but you have to like where you are if you're the chiefs you have to like where you are if you're the packers and these are the two of the only teams right now that have thriving passing offenses and based on everything that we know about football and what wins games that is the key if you have that and nobody else does uh, you're just in a phenomenal situation.
1: Yeah, and strangely enough with both of those teams and we didn't really see it this week with the Packers um but both of those teams defensively have improved dramatically compared to maybe what we even had expected um at the start of the season so both teams are are starting to do good on offense but also you know strengthening up on on defense so we'll see how things progress from here but yeah both those teams looking really really good as we move forward sean it was definitely a week where you had to have those tight ends and and particularly in tight end premium to put you in with a very strong shot i have some leagues where i was able to not have those guys and still make it true i actually had one league um where i kind of a win and end situation for the playoffs and um was able to scrape by it didn't look too good after things started off with going up against Travis Kelsey but uh, things did work out like this week the one thing you would say is you know if you are a Travis Kelsey drafter and then you end up in a situation where maybe you have the likes off Najee Harris uh, you know you have certain players where you're thinking I'm gonna have guaranteed points here and things really slowed down for some players uh, this week so there was a, a road back i guess you could say for for opponents but we'll see how other leagues play out as we have tuesday night football coming up we will talk more about wide receivers sean on the wednesday show we'll also recap some of the tuesday games but a couple of wide receivers that are starting to make their way into lineups and, and become quite interesting that we can talk about particularly guys who are in their second or third seasons and even in their first season as well, in the case of the likes of uh, Amanraas and Brown. But when we look through it, the one player that I was going to touch on today before we kind of jump into those guys, maybe on on tomorrow's show, is MVS Marquez Valdez Scantling for the Packers. He's a player that we've touched on a number of times over the off season into the season as the season progressed, as to how things could play out with this Packers offense with a secondary option potentially stepping forward we did see Alan Lazard step forward last week but we still both liked kind of the upside of MVS to, to finish the season you note this week that he has eight wide receiver one performances in his four year career and when he's healthy he's always a threat and he has had his injury issues he's had issues in seasons with drops and and much more but he, you mentioned over the last four games he has more air yards. Uh, than Devonte adams and lazard combined so combining those two guys they have 465 air yards and then with uh, mbs he has 531 air yards he is somebody who is 100 percent a downfield threat but is starting to add you know contested catches and things like that to his game since he returned from injury and you know a couple of times every single game and it hasn't clicked at all this season <laughs> on those deep shots we've seen it again this week where Roger takes a deep shot but it, the connection just hasn't worked out for whatever reason it's a bit like we've talked about with tyreek Hill and um Patrick Mahomes where they're taking those shots but they're always missing by you know a yard or two here or there but we've seen a spike week from uh MBS this week but they're going to continue to take those shots downfield and I think there's quite a strong chance over these last you know two three weeks of the season that they do connect on one or one or two of those what's your thoughts on valdez scantling i guess is you know a year-on-year prospect and in terms of like as a packers fan more so than anything i have him on a few of my dynasty rosters but that league that i actually was able to overcome facing travis kelsey this week uh mbs was somebody who was in the the flex spot for me in that league so what's your thoughts on uh mbs as we move forward maybe even beyond this season
2: yeah, those guys are just very intriguing. And, you know, we've talked about it on the shows recently about how much we like him and Alan Lazard. Ben and I were trying to decide whether or not to play Lazard in one of our deep leagues this week. And it came down, we decided to stick with Jeff Wilson, which was very much the right play. But the other one that I was thinking a little bit about was Jerry Judy. And, you know, I joked about some of the other games. If anything, the Broncos-Bengals game was the worst NFL football game that I've ever seen. It was definitely the worst game I've seen between two teams that are
1: decent. Yeah, two teams that have playoff aspirations, we could say. But yeah, that was very bad.
2: And with Alan Lazard, you you look back and you're like, man, those two touchdowns, he almost had them. And with Jerry Judy, you look back and you're like, that one catch, he almost had one catch. And the Broncos are in this weird situation and we keep, promoting Javante Williams, and he's on our best ball team. He scored a few points this week. I have a first-round projection in my Monday article. He is in that first round. Uh, He had a carry in this game column where he was swarmed in the backfield, knocked all the way back from like the six or seven to the goal line. You're starting to think, well, if he reverses field or loses balance and they don't give him – some forward progress I and mean, he's on the verge of getting himself a safety here. And I mean, he looks like he's about to fall down sideways, regains his balance, breaks three or four more tackles, slices through the defense and picks up nine yards. And it's just like, I mean, that play is not going to go down as a huge play in fantasy unless, you know, your final margin of victory comes down to 0.9 points or less, which has happened to all of us in on occasion. And so maybe it will come down to that, but the talent level that he demonstrates weekly is just insane, and so that was the thing that jumped out at me at the in the Broncos game. That's sort of a digression from my point here about Lazard and Jerry Judy. I I like these guys. I think that if Aaron Rodgers had liked these guys and given them a chance, it's just another area where he's kind of failed as a leader, right? Because if he had just stuck around, I'm not going to put
1: up with that. I'm not going to put up with that. <laughs> I think that was. I think that was just an attempt to get me to step in.
2: No, we have we have things like, oh, you know, I'm going to switch teams because they selected Jordan Love, and oh, you know, even I don't Hish think I ever said that. Though, I
1: don't. I don't. No, you can't. But that.
2: but the whole point is they don't have enough.
1: Was that what the media said about him? Was it or? Well, <laughs> must have been Adam Shafter <laughs> dropped that one.
2: <laughs> we have this situation where. You know, to come back this year after he decides not to have training camp and set him up for uh, getting embarrassed in week one, you know, all of these losses that the Packers have had, they'd be undefeated if Aaron Rodgers had just come out and said, you know, look, we've got a Super Bowl team. Let's go win the Super Bowl. But, you know, he he wants Randall Cobb to come in. That did work out in some ways. Cobb had a couple of decent games. But Lazard and Valdez scantily continue to – look better than their prospect profiles and their prospect profiles had some interesting things on them. Right. And so you look at the size athleticism package that these guys have. And yeah, it, when you're with Aaron Rodgers, then you should have that. It's a little bit like what we have with Gabriel Davis, where it's bizarre to me that he comes in with this sort of undervalued prospect profile and seemingly undervalued even by his team because, and I go through it in the list because this is one of our other guys from this week where I mean he has a super hot finish to last year and you know a rising rookie ready for the second year jump and what do they do bring in Emmanuel Sanders and then the offense doesn't work and you're like well why does the offense not work there are plenty of other things going on right defenses are adjusting Josh Allen has to adjust and play better and improve his decision making and accuracy he's doing that a little bit but you finally have Gabriel Davis out there now and Davis looks exactly like what we saw with Aaron Rodgers and so many of his guys when you're thinking about peak Aaron Rodgers seasons where the number two and even the number three can go off for double digit touchdowns and have this crazy touchdown rate because Josh Allen slash Aaron Rodgers are going to have a high touchdown percentage they're going to have a high touchdown percentage in the red zone and the number one guy is going to score a lot although Stefan Diggs has been a little bit disappointing, there's no way around that but the number one guy is going to score a lot but the defensive attention for him is going to create these opportunities for the number two for the number three that's where we are now with MVS and Lazard and the Packers look like they're ready to take advantage of it and just steamroll teams they look like they're ready to take advantage of it and Blow people out on their way to the Super Bowl. And so you hopefully don't have the fluke turnovers that they had last year when they lose to the Buccaneers, that kind of thing. But you have Aaron Jones. He made a very nice play in this game. He's not playing a lot, but when he's in there electric, you've got AJ Dillon just blasting through this loaded defensive line. I mean, they have the team. And Valdez Scantling with the huge game. And this one, I kind of joke in the article that, you know, he's got those crazy air yard numbers, his air conversion, you know maybe not quite the same, right? You're thinking, well, you know, how does Devonte Adams have all those points if MVS has all the air yards? Well, Adams has a 1.4 air conversion ratio during that span, and MVS is below 0. 0.6, right? So that's a pretty big gap. But again, you're going to have different target profiles based on depth of target. You're going to complete fewer of those deep passes, as you mentioned. You have a different skill level profile. But even with that, MVS clearly brings something important and unique to the table Lazard does as well this was kind of a a strange one here where you know Aaron Rodgers actually missed some throws in this game that the Packers and Rodgers himself could have had a monster performance I mean he has Lazard in the end zone twice especially the second time wide open and misses him and so you look at Lazard's number two where you're like 4.5 well you know even in a sort of a deeper league or a desperation scenario can I play the Packers number three when this is what I'm going to get? Well, it just depends. I mean, clearly, if you have a a clear starter, you play the clear starter. But this could have been a a borderline 20-point game from Lazard as well. If they hit on a few of those passes, you know, you're looking at Aaron Rodgers as, like, the guy as we're heading into the fantasy semifinals. And you're looking at this Packers offense as being an unstoppable juggernaut
1: yeah well that's what i'm hoping is going to happen but um in terms of, i just wanted to mention you mentioned about the turnovers last year in the nfc championship game something i was looking up prior to this game as a packers fan was rogers closing in on brett Favre for the all-time touchdown uh, leader for the packers they are now tied at 442 apiece so rogers likely will surpass that this coming weekend but um Just in terms of the numbers for the 422 touchdowns for Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers Favre had 286 interceptions in that time Rodgers currently has 93 which I I, that was the stat out of them all that kind of blew me away but Rodgers also has over 1700 less passing attempts to get to that number so incredible numbers Sean was being blasphemous earlier when he was berating Aaron Rodgers but I'll stand for no such thing here on the on the show today but uh looking forward to bringing you another show on Thursday we will um we'll figure out we may we will be recording a show a third show of the week and that will either come out for Saturday or maybe for Friday depending on how the rest of the Rotova's radio scheduling filters out this week but we will have three shows coming your way as always thank you for the continued support throughout the year hopefully you'll hear a few more shows before the new year, but wishing you a happy holiday season wherever you are listening. I know we have listeners all over the world. And Colm, I just
2: wanted to jump in here too as as you take us out of here in your calm and and deep-voiced fashion that, that people love so much in the comments that we get. And we appreciate all those reading and reviews. If you want to give us a tiny little Christmas present, you can get in there and just refresh the one that you currently has that helps us with the algorithm. But our Christmas opportunity for you. We've taken five more dollars off of the one year subscription. And so when you use that and then you get your discount with the RB Radio coupon code, you're going to have the best price that you can get on this one year subscription. And this is a great time as we go into the prospect season, as we go into rookie season, as we go into the early best ball season for next year. Obviously, uh, that part of it fills me with enthusiasm, but the other thing is, as you're doing your final Christmas shopping here, we all know that there's that one person that's either hard to shop for, or you just you miss, right? Your mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins, and you've got the guys wide open, and you just cannot execute. You get out of the mall, and you don't have the presents for this one person, but that person happens to be a football fan. Maybe they play fantasy and a recreational league, and you're trying to get them to be a hardcore fantasy addict like yourself. Also, again, the main thing here, you just forgot to get them a Christmas present, or it doesn't make sense to, to go in a different route. Just too much effort. That one-year subscription to road of is. We have a Christmas sale this week. It's $5 off for you. I'm trying to make that a little bit easier. Uh, we appreciate all you guys are doing, and as Colm says, have a Merry Christmas. Have a Happy Holidays. However you're celebrating, we are thinking of you, sending out good vibes, and um, this is a great time of year. Hope everybody has the health and the safe travels they need to enjoy the holiday season.
1: Yeah, exactly. And uh Sean, there with a, I'm getting really impressed with Sean and his uh, ad reads and stuff. Throughout the the second half here of of 2021, an amazing watch. But um anyone that you're thinking of that stock and stuff, or I guess far, um get them a, a road of his NFL pass. If you do use that code. RV Radio 2021, um, it will get you that discount over at rotaviz.com.
2: And if you have any questions about how to do it, if you get confused at all, if it's a little bit tricky, maybe you have some questions about the person you're shopping for, just send us a quick email to rotavizmain at gmail.com. Dave Cabin uh, both answers that email and runs the subscription part of it. He'll be able to help you out. So again, if you have any questions, just send us a quick email. We'll, we'll straighten you out. Make sure it's an easy process to go through and that there aren't any hurdles there
1: that's perfect and uh, we will be back on thursday with another show you all have stealing bananas coming your way this week as well make sure you subscribe to both feeds as well as the other shows on rotavis radio pretty packed schedule coming your way over the next two weeks as the the season gets to that climax and uh, hopefully that leads to fantasy championships along the way my name is colin kelly you can follow me on twitter add over to maryland my co-host is sean siegel make sure you're checking out sean's work including the piece we talked about today on the show up on rotavis.com and until we're back on thursday have a good one